Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 29. Here's Pastor Ryan. That God would give everybody in our church a willing heart to do whatever God wants them to do. Just, Lord, give them a willingness. Help them spend that time with you that when they come away from that time, they'll say, Lord, I'll do anything for you. And so a whole bunch of them had willing hearts, as we read. They brought burnt offerings, verse 32. And the number of the burnt offerings which the assembly brought was 70 bulls, 100 rams, and 200 lambs. And all these were for a burnt offering to the Lord. The consecrated things were 600 bulls and 3,000 sheep. But the priests were too few, so that they could not skin all the burnt offerings. Therefore, their brethren, the Levites, helped them until the work was ended and until the other priests had sanctified themselves. For the Levites were more diligent in sanctifying themselves than the priests. Also, the burnt offerings were in abundance with the fat of the peace offerings and with the drink offerings for every burnt offering. And so they definitely came with willing hearts. They brought all kinds of animals to sacrifice all kinds of them so much so that that you know the priests weren't able to consecrate themselves fast enough to be able to rightfully be ceremonially clean in order to kill the animals so the brethren the levites who didn't do the killing are now doing the the skinning they just got promoted for a little bit why because it says that they were more diligent in sanctifying themselves. They were more diligent in consecrating themselves. It's interesting to me about our God, our Lord, is that he really, he's so loving and gracious, and he's a loving father, and he judges every one of us, his children, individually, doesn't he? Like like what you do, you'll be judged by. What I do, I'll be judged by. He doesn't, he doesn't just judge us all the same, the works that we do. He he. He makes a distinction. I'm dealing with, you know, Rick, now Ryan and Daniel and Mike and Sue and everybody else. He's just, he deals with us individually. But the, the thing that, that should, you know, open our eyes is the distinctions that he knows that there are some that are diligent in consecrating themselves. And then there's others that are taking their time. And he puts it in scripture. Can you believe that? It's like, oh my gosh. But it's inspiring. It reminds us that, hey, you know, God sees. God is an equal opportunity God. He's watching and he's lovingly watching and he's proud of, of, of all of us and how far we've come and he blesses us. He's a good loving father that encourages us. But he also says to us, okay, I'm watching. I'm watching, okay. You know, okay, when are you going to pick up that Bible? Okay, when, when are you going to come seek me in prayer? Oh, okay, uh-huh, okay, uh, day's running out and you haven't sought me. He's just a loving father that way. He notices, he makes a distinction. And then we realize, oh my goodness, this day was not as good as it could have been. 
It's not good because I, I really took my time in consecrating myself. I should have sought the Lord early, as the psalmist said. Seek him early while he can be found. Seek him early while the world is still quiet and peaceful. Be still and know that he is God. Consecrate yourself and see how he might promote you as a Levite. Man, I always wanted to skin an animal. Let Oh, I, can't, I get to do it today. You know what I mean? Because these guys are over here. Mickey Mousing around here. Here we go. I, you know, I get an opportunity. So it's a good, you know, it inspires me. The King James says, says it even better. It doesn't use diligent. It says, for the Levites were more upright in heart to sanctify themselves. They were more upright in heart. Man, that hurts even more for the priests, right? For the Lord to record that in scripture. They were more upright than you were. <laughs> Okay, upright means honest, just, adhering to moral rightness, not deviating from correct moral principles. As an upright man, Job 1.1, it says of Job that he was, a, he was an upright man, right? And so God is calling us to be upright, to not neglect our hearts in the morning. Consecrate yourself before God. Set your side apart. Tell the Lord, I am setting myself aside for you today. Young men, I thought of this. It may be foolish, but I don't care. If you had two iPhones and you can watch a video in each one of your, of, 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 of your clone or whatever, your, your life, and in one iPhone, you saw yourself just living a pretty good life, not doing, you know, crazy sins or anything, but just living a normal kind of good life and, uh, you know, going to church from time to time. And then you saw yourself in the other iPhone where every morning you were crying out to God to consecrate you. You read his word. You prayed. In the afternoon, the you on this side also prayed in the afternoon and in the evening, spent a few moments with the Lord in prayer, reviewing the scriptures he read that you read that morning. If you watch both lives, how different would they be in five years, in 10 years, in 20 years? That's what happens in the body of Christ. Why is one person more spiritual than the other? Because they want to be. That's it. And God understands when we don't want to be. But then he says, that's why he says, you have not because you ask not. Just ask for more. I want to be sanctified. I want to be consecrated. And you you wake up the next morning and it's like, I, I need Jesus more. Why, why all of a sudden? Because you've been praying for to have the want, to have the need, to have the thirst, to have the hunger. So we're praying for people to have that want from now until Sunday. Lord, all of our brothers and sisters at Sweet Hills, all the little lambs, everyone, give them a, a willing heart to consecrate themselves and give them that want to draw closer to you. Because what happens out there affects what happens here. Like this church has been blessed because of what all of us have done outside of this church. I guarantee you. All of the leaders, everyone praying in their homes, praying, seeking God. And then we come here and we bring that strength here. And that's why the Bible says, enter his courts with gladness. 
enter his courts with song, songs of deliverance, songs of joy, songs, you know. And sometimes I come in here like super depressed because I just had a depressed day or whatever. I'm just fighting it. Like we all have those days. And you got to like fight through it during worship songs and stuff. But generally we should be, woo, we're here. Awesome. What's up? Let's party. Let's worship the Lord. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I want for my life, you know. So God makes a distinction, uprightness of heart. They handled their biz. Handle your biz. Your job isn't the most important thing. Your physical well-being isn't the most important thing. Relationships aren't. It's consecration before God. That's the most important thing. And so, in verse uh, 35, also the burnt offerings were in abundance with the fat of the peace offerings and with the drink offerings for every burnt offering. So the service of the house of the Lord was set in order. Then Hezekiah and all the people rejoiced that God had prepared the people since the events took place so suddenly. Super cool scriptures. The first one, so the service of the house of the Lord was set in order. God's a God of order. Totally. You know, and I, and I love the Calvary Chapel biblical distinctives that we, we adhere by. God's house should be a house of order as well. Right? We're not speaking out of, out of place. There aren't people slain in the spirit, supposedly flipping like fish on the floor here. I don't condemn. They just do it and it freaks people out. You know, it's like, what is that? Where is that in scripture? Remember that time where Jesus said, I am he, and they all fell back? You're equating this to that? One little scripture? Anyways, I don't want to go on a tangent here. But you won't see that here. You know, because we want to, God's a God of order. God's house should be clean. And that's what it means here, that the, that all the things for, for, for the worship of God were set in place. I'm so amazed at the brethren here, the family of God here, that have, that, that have, that they clean this place. They have restored this place. They care for this place. They mow the lawns. They paint. They sand. There's, there's just so much that goes on to making this place look awesome and clean for the Lord. They really do it under the Lord. They need help too. You know, there's help. And then with the children's ministry, the same thing. And teaching the kids how to worship the Lord orderly. How to, how to be different kids than the kids. How to learn the things of God and how to be different kids than the kids that are in the world. How to help the kids that are in the world coming into our church to, to learn about Jesus and to learn how God sets things in order. You know, God has a sense of humor that he would use the most unorderly guy to pastor this church. I mean, I was punk rock, you know. You don't know. I was, I was, I was crazy. And so swinging from the chandeliers. Anarchy, right? You go from that to like. <laughs> it's how he changes us. Because we have his spirit in us. That yearns jealousy. His spirit in us that says, you know, get things together. I'll help you. 
Ask me for strength. I'll help you clean. Clean up your home. Clean up your room, young men. Clean them up. You know, our rooms, our space that we live in, our homes, it is a representative of, of our gratitude for, for God blessing us with those things. And let's show him how we, we really do believe that every sock we have, you've given us. Every pair of pants. So we should look at the things and take care of our things. And, and I do believe that, that cleanliness is near godliness. <laughs> it's not scriptural, but look, I just read you one that it, the house of the Lord was, it was all set in order, right? Set in order. Set in order. Even the world knows that things should be in order. You know, there's a lot of, of sons of darkness, as the Lord would refer to them, that are shrewder than the sons of light, he said. They have their stuff together in physical sense, uh, and, 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 and we can look at them and say, wow, for things that are perishing, they got their stuff together concerning those physical things. They're neat, they're orderly, they're punctual. Am I? Ooh. The Lord says, look at them. They're shrewd, learn. Ah, they get after it. Do I? Yeah, if I knew the things I know now, Mike. Wish I was 37 knowing what I know now. I don't think I've ever been more organized in my life. You know what I mean? And we are to make the pathway straight for the Lord. Because he's come, the king's coming, make the pathway straight. Straighten out all those crooked places. Clean, clean house. Set things in order. Put those kids on check if they're acting crazy. You know? Love them. Don't run them off. Love them, but don't let them get away with, with things. So the service of the house of the Lord was set in order. Then Hezekiah and all the people rejoiced that God had prepared the people since the events took place so suddenly. They were rejoicing and the one thing that they were blown away by is like, wow, the people have a heart for God, and it seemed like it happened overnight. Isn't that cool? Like it's a, it's like it's God. There's no way. It's like I didn't know that many people were out there. They were probably thinking I didn't know that many of the tribe of Judah and all of the Judaizers were were out there. And they came. And they wanted God. Perhaps it took us getting consecrated before God can bring them. See, I've learned this with our church as we've grown little by little throughout the years. It's been like, you know, he's, he always works with, he always builds a, a, a team of people that A, really want to be here and, and B, are willing to be consecrated before God. Not perfect people at all, but they're just, he gets the team ready before the harvest comes in. And then it comes suddenly and quickly. So much that I've, on some Sundays, I'm just like so nervous to come. I, I can't believe all these people are here. You know, and it's, it's, it's scary because it's sudden, it's sudden growth to me. We've been praying for years, and it's like, nah, I take those prayers back, get them out of here. (laughs) 
But I'm, and, and so he gives me time to grow and to just chill. Like, he doesn't overwhelm me. He just, okay, yeah, it's a lot. Get used to a lot. Then, you know, and then, you know, it's, it's, it all, it all builds on, on, but here in our story, they're just blown away by the, by the, by the, how, how, out of nowhere, it, it, their blessing came. And so we, it gives us hope that guys, our change can happen suddenly. Don't give up. He who promises faithful. Right? Don't separate the promise from the one who gave the promise. They go hand in hand. Your blessing, the change you've been wanting, the prayer you've been wanting God to answer. Oh, when it's time, it'll come suddenly. There's a wonderful scripture, my spiritual mom, Sue, she she, whenever she, well, not whenever, she didn't give me that many Bibles, but in the Bible that she gave me, she wrote Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. It says that the Lord answered me and said to me, write the vision and make it plain upon ta- uh, tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Write down the vision, mijo, she used to say to me. Write it down. I had dreams, crazy stuff. You know, guys, 20 years ago, dreams, crazy visions, crazy stuff. And I would tell her, Mama Sue, I had this crazy dream. And that's why she gave me that vision. Just write it down. And I wanted that dream to happen right away. And she gave me that. Well, too bad, too sad. You got to wait. There's a lot of building that God has to do. I had a crazy dream. You want to hear one of the, one of the dreams I had? I was up to my knees in the water at the Sea of Galilee. And, and there's fish. Kind of like the people flapping down here. <laughs> But all around me, fish. And I was trying to pull the net up. And my new bride was in the dream too. And 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 she's and, and we're rejoicing and we just put him in the net, babe, put him in the net. And she had a fish, and one of them wasn't like the other fish, it had a tail like an eel. And I said, Not that fish. I mean, she just threw it off. And I just woke up, boom, you know. Just a dream like that. What does that say, you know? And you just write it down. And wasn't a pastor. Probably I was teaching, you know, some some studies at that point, you know. Um, but that times like ten other dreams, you know, that I have written down, and she gave me that. But things can happen suddenly. Um, and. Uh, it seems like forever when it happens. I mean, it seems like forever, like it's not coming. But then when it happens, it, it strangely seems like it was sudden. You know, all I kept, you guys heard me at Hammerling. Oh, headache, I'm tired. I'm working, I'm bivocational, I'm driving from Fontana. Oh my gosh, I fell asleep three times get, trying to get here on a Wednesday night and all of that. And, and then all of a sudden, oh my gosh. Look at, the, look at the tides. 
You know, you have a board meeting and they're like, oh yeah, we can do this now. Oh no, 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 no. I have too much invested in Caltrans. There's no, 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 no. Then there's a step of faith of leaving that. You know what I mean? That security of this, oh, the state takes care of you, not God? Really? And we just left. Then when I finally thought, okay, I'll do it, then I had to convince my wife, oh, no, 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 no. And then we're free. I was free, you know? And it seemed like, wow, I didn't seem too long. Dead, but now don't. It's like sudden. And then we're out there just, you know, trying to keep it real during COVID. And this guy gives us this church. Not without a fight, though. And you know, the guy, the guy, you know, the guy wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't sign the final forms. He wanted more money. Can you believe that? Trying to flip this like his house, make money from the Lord. He only had it for two years, and he made two hundred grand off this. Trying to tell me he wanted the work of the Lord to continue, and he was going to give us a deal. The pastor before him sold it to him for 600 grand because that pastor said we want, he wanted the work of the Lord to continue. And so when he tells me, I want the work of the Lord to continue, I'm like, awesome, okay, so I'm thinking six, 25? 200 grand. So I had to, so I, God put me in his life to speak some hard truth to him that nobody was speaking out. I'm gonna tell you this loud and clear. And I spoke to the previous seller they, you're, you're, you're crooked in what you're doing. It's not my money. It's the Lord's money. Then he wouldn't sign the papers. I had total legal contract. He, he had to sell it to us for, for the, the, uh, the promised price. And he wouldn't sell it. And he wanted me to give him more money. I go, I'm not going to give you the children of this church's money that's going to go to their classrooms and all that. Well, I'm not going to give you a penny more. And uh, I waited, and the change came suddenly. The Lord gave me a word. Stand still and watch the salvation of God. You know, the whole Moses at the Red Sea thing. So I just did chill. I, I mean, Clarissa said, you almost blew the deal because I was hot now. I was like, I had righteous indignation. I had righteous indignation, man. Really? Like that? You know? And so it was. And so, behold the salvation of the Lord. Then it went through. Boom. So, you know, some things take some time. Don't give up hope. The, 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 you know, Hezekiah, they're rejoicing. Look at how quick this turned around. Are you a cup half empty Christian or a cup half full Christian? Do you see a half-empty church or a half-full church? Think about that. I mean, that's faith. I see a cup half-full all day, every day. I've learned. I've seen less people, less people, less people. Then boom! It just happens, you know? And my wife and I go round and round with that. Where did everybody go? Well, I guess God's done with us. They've all left. And then you just chill. And boom, 
consecrate yourself before the Lord. Keep consecrating yourself. Amen? Amen. Lord, we thank you for your word. We ask your blessing upon it, Lord. You've given us visions. You've given us dreams. You've given us promises. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would strengthen those promises in our hearts, that we would connect those promises to you, the one that gave the promises to us. And you have never failed us, nor will you ever. So give us patience, give us hope, give us strength, help us to love as we wait patiently. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.